0: into just a few direct words, when he was asked by very polemical disciples, doesn't it take a long study and analysis to become aware of the needs of others? What kind of books would you recommend, Blessed One, and what courses should we take at the University Pataliputra, which was flourishing (laughs) at that time? And the marvelous words of the Buddha are, just remember, what hurts you, hurts others. What fills you with sorrow, fills others with sorrow. And the more I reflect on these words, the more inspiration I can get to become aware of the needs of others. None of us, for example, likes discourtesy. None of us likes to be subjected to drastic demands. And very often, when we find ourselves in the company of those who are being discourteous to us, who are making selfish demands upon us, it's very good to remind ourselves, this is how I exasperate people. When I talk cruelly, behave selfishly and conduct myself exactly as the others are doing. It, uh, it's a matter of great bewilderment how we cannot even become aware of this. I remember when I was at my university in India, I used to have a friend who had a peculiar way of putting people on the horns of a dilemma, which is a favorite pastime on campuses. When you are making the simplest statements possible, he would say, Now, what exactly do you mean? <laughs> you, you just try to ask this question when you, and see this can be used to put people on the defensive. It's very easy to contradict people, you know. It's very easy to put the other person in an untenable place. And this is the game. He had perfected it so much. When you were very interestedly explaining your uh, reaction to a particular author, he'll suddenly say, what exactly do you mean? Well, that will, you just, you just, you don't know what to do. And I used to see this going on quite a number of times in the faculty room. And on one occasion, when he was telling me something about the sun, the beauty of the sun setting, with the very best of intentions, I said, what do you... what exactly do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) He he just looked at me, he said, I never heard you talk like this. (laughs) I said, I'm just... uh, I'm a good student, I learn from friends like you. then he thought for a while, and he said, uh, "But I made a simple statement about the beauty of the of sunset, so I said, "Is it the sun that is about to set, or the sun that is setting, or the sun that has set? <laughs> now, until then he wasn't aware you know this is what I mean, even even in some of our verbal games, we are not aware we like people to contradict themselves and be said, Ah <laughs> and It was Emerson who said, inconsistency is the hobgoblin of little minds. We are all true to the truth as we see it today. And we shouldn't try to say, now, if I make the statement about meditation, (laughs) will it accord with what I used to say 10 years ago? (laughs) If you are going to think like this, you see, you will always be hesitant. You lack force. You lack eloquence. If you're always thinking whether what you say today accords completely with what you said 10 years ago. And in politics, (laughs) at election time, this is one of the questions of which candidates are horrified, you know. And I remember during one of the great uh, popular elections in India, a huge crowd being addressed by a very volatile politician And somebody from the back said, what did you do in 1943?